Y'all ready to be history? It's started. Welcome. Hi. 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 Hello, everyone. To the Pro Audio Suite. These guys are professional. They're motivated. Thanks to Tribooth, the best vocal booth for home or on-the-road voice recording. Introducing Robert Marshall from Source Elements and Someone Audio Post, Chicago. Darren Robert Robertson from Voodoo Radio Imaging, Sydney. Tech to the VO Stars. George the Tech Whitam from LA. And me, Andrew Peters, voiceover talent and home studio guy. Line up, Welcome to another Pro Audio Suite podcast. Thanks to Tribooth. If you'd like to save yourself 200 bucks on your new purchase, just use the code PAP200. And just so you know, I'm actually in a Tribooth as we speak. You're soaking in it. I'm soaking in it, yes. No, one, no one's going to get that, I don't think. Aussies will. Aussies will yeah, get it. Aussies, yeah, Aussies, ancient Aussies will get hey, it. Hey, Americans right. will get it too. Oh, it's oh really? It's the Palmolive campaign. Yeah. Oh, there yeah. you go. Absol- hey, wow. That was see? international, man. Yeah. Ah, there you go. I'm not as not as Aussie yeah. as I thought I was. Does it hurt, does it affect your hands? <laughs> well, you're soaking in it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's an old, oldie bit of goodie. Mm-hmm. Um, now, does we, it burn? <laughs> have you still got flesh left on that skeletal hand? That just it's only hydrochloric acid. You'll be fine. Don't worry. Trust me. Yeah, that's the burn good. means it's working. Yeah. <laughs> the upside is you'll never have to do your nails again. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Because you haven't Indeed. got any. All right. Yes, I do have a listener question. You have a question. <laughs> <laughs> this one, see you in court. This yes. one actually came to you, and um, it, it's 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 kind of audio, but it's also a kind of a good one for something different. Um, it got uh, Michael Landtrip sent it in. Thank you, Michael. Uh, so he says creativity is fueled by curiosity. So how does Robert Marshall keep himself motivated now that he knows everything, which he clearly does? And on the same subject, how much do each of you actually know about what you do and more specifically what uh, what would you still <laughs> like to learn or develop the ability to do or do better thanks for everything the show is great even though at least one of you appears to be Australian and thank you very much for that <laughs> uh, who's the Aussie is this, yeah. did I miss something who's the Aussie in here yeah I have no idea no. yeah um, who's going to start this one well, I think Robert should. Robert. Right? Robert's yeah. going to go to Robert. Yeah. Now that you know everything, how do you keep yourself it's a motivated? Lot to unpack, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, so, so how do I stay motivated now that I know everything? Yeah. Um, yeah. Brr. <laughs> That's a good question. I mean, like you know, it's somehow it's each project seems new or fun, or each project somehow has its own little curveball in it. With some music projects, often a way to stay motivated and keep it fun is to actually throw in limitations. Um, I'm not sure of a good example, but I mean, you could even say, hey, I'm only going to do this on eight tracks or something Mm -hmm. and force yourself to be creative in other ways because that helps to always be limited and then you get creative that way. Um, I I do something similar. I I don't know whether this is one that gels with you, but I I did one a couple of weeks ago. It was for a um a, a, just a, a little community radio station here, and, and it was this really simple job. Um, but I said to myself, okay, I'm only going to use Avid plugins. So I limited myself mm-hmm, to the right. Avid plugin set. I could that was the only plugin bin I could go to was the Avid one. So and that was kind of fun. Um, and I actually learned a couple yeah, of things. Yeah, because sometimes it's just about like changing what you do and then you yeah. get new results out of That's it. That's right. Absolutely. Like, yeah, totally. I reckon uh, a challenge would be unplug everything in your studio five minutes before a session. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good yeah, way to get out of yeah, it. Nah. 
Yeah, Better get no. everything fired up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> or install a firmware. Yes. Yeah, install firmware. Or have a client text you halfway through a podcast record saying, hey, can you send us voice tracks? That'd be a bit of a challenge. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, or need, get one. we need them in half an hour. <laughs> yeah. But, but it, like in a way, just the work itself is motivating. It's, you know, you, you enjoy doing it. There's always just like a fun thing about just working with audio and the content, you know, if, it depends on exactly what you're working on. But I don't know, like that always keeps it new. So, because it is just constantly new stuff. Um, which is part of the fun of working it. Does any and do any of you guys do anything to sort of bolster your creativity? Like I have a couple of little ritual sort of things that I do just to sort of push my creativity. Do you guys do any have any little rituals? I don't know. I I think creativity me, has see. many different. Um, manner- <laughs> yeah, we know about that one. <laughs> <laughs> I think creativity has different forms, right? Like I don't look at myself as a creative in the classical sense, right? Like I don't write content that often and I don't, you know, you know, produce a show, but I do create in the way that I create content or I create education or I create a new Mm -hmm. way of solving a problem or I create a new product. I mean, this year we're creating a brand new website. We're completely rethinking everything about how we do our, how our website's designed and how you're going to, you know, work with our techs. And so for me, creativity comes to just, is, is more of a problem solving creativity, I guess. And well, I guess if I look at it that way, the problems never go away. So there's constantly something. Yeah. I mean, even, yeah, even a lawyer in the city or the local butcher has to be creative in some way occasionally, right? Because they've got to write, uh, even if it's just a newspaper ad, they've got to write a newspaper ad or they've got to, they've got to do something on their website or something. And, 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 I, and it's, that's why these, well, and, and know, they have to figure out how to keep on doing their job more efficiently. Of course. Like there's, yeah. there's even creativity and so to speak, laziness or efficiency. Yeah. You know? Mm. To, yeah. Yep. Well, how to just refine your craft. Yeah. So then the second part of Michael's question then is um, what would you like to learn or develop the ability to do? I got to go back to the first question one more time. And that is, I, I, speaking for myself, definitely do not know everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, <laughs> I don't want to uh, say that. I don't, want to I don't that think anybody does, yeah. do they? I mean, no, it's it's certainly yeah. no one would say that. Actually, the first thing is to admit that you know nothing. Of course, yes. like, yeah. that's the yes. first way to be able to take knowledge in and grow, yeah. that's and then right. be surprised when you do know something. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I, 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 get, I get to the end of a thirty-minute console, and I go, "Holy crap! I answered every question. And I knew the answer to everything they needed, and they were happy. Like that's amazing." Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but. Other times it doesn't go that well. Well, it's definitely don't know everything. We're learning stuff constantly. Uh, we're learning new problems that need to be solved all the time. And that's just part of doing what we do. Like you have to be willing to learn. Do I want to learn everything? No. I don't want to know how to make Reaper become a video editor. Mm-hmm. It know? can do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know it can do it. And I know it's incredibly customizable. But when it comes to Reaper, I'd rather have somebody else uh, on a t- on my team, be the Reaper guy, you know, or I'd rather have somebody else be the Pro Tools expert on the team, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I know what I, I know that I'm starting to max out on new th- concepts and new things that I want to learn in terms of tech, but I always want to get better at doing what I already know how to do, I guess, is kind of. 
where yeah. the creativity comes in. Yeah, how do you keep on top of stuff that like new stuff? Is that just coming come from going to trade shows and stuff, or is that reading and researching as well? Well, the last two years, it's definitely not from trade shows. No, well, that's my point. That's why I was asking. That's kind of what interests yeah, it's, me. Um, it's staying highly engaged with a user community that I know also likes this stuff. Yeah. Like Jim Edgar, like he did the review of the Clarity VX plugin recently. Like he did it before anybody else did because he's really an enthusiast and he's really quick at getting a video out when that stuff comes. And so I didn't, I honestly didn't know about Clarity VX until he did that video. Mm. Um, staying in contact with vendors, you know, like yeah. Mike Goodman at the uh, uh, Centrance, you know, something new comes out. I may not be the first guy he calls, but I will eventually get to use it and talk about it. Other vendors will reach out to me early because they value my opinion or they want to see what I'm going to have to say about it. So it's just, yeah, it's maintaining a lot of different vendor relationships, including software vendors, source elements notwithstanding. That's for sure. That's that's how I kind of be on top of things, but there's no way I can be on top of everything. So I just try to pay attention to different channels of content and you know hope that I'm not missing anything really, really cool. And if I do miss the thing that's really cool, I will acknowledge that, hey, like on VOBS, I, I said, Jim Edgar did this thing about VX. I didn't know about it, but Jim did. And give credit where credit's due. You yeah. Know? Mm. There's a great um, saying I heard the other day. Uh, a guy who runs a huge company said, I never went to Harvard, but everybody I employ did. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. It's interesting, so, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, look at Zuckerberg. You know, I bet Facebook wouldn't be Facebook without the squillions of people he's put in, put around himself. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. What about you, AP? In what respect? Well, in Which terms one? of what's something that you want to do better or learn how to do? Um, I, I'm always trying to be better at what I do. So it's as cliche. What's that exactly? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and how do you do <laughs> that? Many people ask that question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it, I know it's a, Can we get your wife on the show? <laughs> yes, you, that's right. <laughs> do, you mean, do, you mean, do you mean go on holiday to Byron Bay and sort of laze around in a, in a voice booth? By the beach, is that what you mean? <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. that's in right. In your Hawaiian yeah. shorts. Yeah, in a tri But it's just, um, yeah. well, I mean, that's, that's another learning thing is how, you, how can you make things work when you, you know, you're away, yep. that kind of stuff. Yep. But uh, I, I don't know, it's a cliched old banger, but I think if you're doing this for a living, you always want to be better. So mm. every time you read something, you just want to put something better Push in yourself there. yourself that now. little bit further. Yeah, and, and I like to be challenged. I love having... I mean, there's plenty of stuff that I do every day. It's the same, same, same. But every now and then you get something that's really cool, mm. really different. Mm. Like, like maybe it's not even being better. Maybe it's keeping relevant and keeping up with it. There's always like new sounds and you're watching other things. And you're like, oh, look at, like, listen to other people's sound design. You're like, oh, I wonder how they did that. You have that sound, that yeah. idea in your head. You hear other spots and how someone voices something. And the whole sort of craft... Both of them, they all move together separately at this, but they're all progressing. And you know, as artists, we're in a sense keeping up with what's happening. Yeah. Where, yeah. What you know? I think for, and also the other thing, and I think I'm kind of, even though it's been, I've always thought it was unlucky. I think being based in Australia and working mainly in Australia to begin with was actually probably good for me because it gives me longevity. Because every time I go into a new marketplace, I'm a new kid on the block. But being the new kid with, you know, 
30 years experience or something or 40 years experience, whatever. So that's kind of handy. But the only thing I, the only place I've never actually got into, which is a bit of a frustration, I think. I've done a few bits and pieces in America, but not very much. And, uh, and people say, oh, you, you know, why don't you work on an American accent? It's like, why would I do that when there's plenty of people with American accents already out there? Like, no one's got my accent. No one's got my voice. That's my trademark. That's what I'm selling. And fair enough too. That's right. Yeah. That's what you, that is your product. Exactly. Yeah. I am who I am. Yeah. No, I agree. The thing that I sort of try to work on is, well, it's pop, this is probably more from a business sense than a professional sense, but educating clients that things don't just happen quickly. Um, <laughs> Good luck with that one. Yeah. Look, I mean, especially <laughs> with radio imaging, it's kind of interesting because, you know, you, you suffer and you, you sort of, you know, especially when you're talking like stuff that's big, you know, 60 second promos, like, you know, well, there's a winner's promo that I'm working on now, right? It's it, And it's so far, it's probably got six hours invested in it and it's probably got three more until it's done. Um, but when, you know, if you look at your session, you sort of go, oh, there's a music bed and there's a few sounds and there's this and there's that, but it's all got to fit together nicely and do the job that it needs to do. Um, and, you know, there's more to it than that because the music beds have been almost chopped down by the beat and had, yep. you know, all sorts of different effects and stuff put on them and all the rest of it. And, but the client gets it and, you know, they appreciate it, obviously. And, and, but they don't, they don't fully get what's gone into it. And that's kind of, they don't know. Yeah, yeah. they don't know. And, and it's sort of like, well, you know, and when you say, oh, you know, that was eight or nine hours work, they go, oh, wow, really? And you go, yes, it actually was, you know, it's like, you know, there's, there's time. And so that sort of education in terms of them understanding what they're getting billed for um, is interesting um, and yeah. something that I'm trying to work on. Yeah, definitely. It's difficult, actually. It's, it's difficult trying to answer the question because it seems a bit embarrassing apart from anything else. Yeah. Well, yeah, I wouldn't say embarrassing. I mean, I think, I think, and I'm sure I speak for all of us, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. But if any of us got to the day where we thought we weren't learning anything, you'd probably turn around and go, "Well, it's time for a career change." Um, yeah, true. You know, the day yeah. I sit down I behind mean, Pro Tools and I don't get up at the end of the day having done something new, I think is the day that I'll give it away. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say it's just like you're always striving for perfection, kind of like what Andrew said. It's like actually. What of how much of your work in a way are you actually truly truly happy with? You're you're never done with it. You could always tweak it and fix it yep. and keep on messing with it um, and having a refined and a more refined version. You can always find something in a way. Yeah, I agree. And and the trouble is, and that's where it becomes an issue for someone like myself who works primarily on my own. That you, mm, you, like when you, to say when. Yeah, it's like, oh, I probably could do that again. Oh, I could do better with that one. And you just <laughs> just like get yourself in a dirty, great big hole because you're never happy with what you've done. Yeah. So What's, what's funny, one, one of the biggest lessons I learned was the whole idea of like broad strokes. You know, you, you have a whole project to do and there's, you start up the first explosion or whatever piece of sound design you have to put in there. And in a way, what you don't want to do is get too buried into the details of that exact explosion. You want to get one there, move on, do the next stuff. You can start to see how it's shaping. Then you go back and you refine that first one. Because, you know, it's like imagine like chiseling a sculpture, but you're going to start with the nose and do the freaking nose hairs right away. Yeah. 
it doesn't make sense. You got you have to get a a view of how it's coming together and know where you need to See, push Robert, the clay you here and make there. Radio and, imaging. And that. You should make radio. It's exactly the same. All right, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> okay. Well, hopefully we've answered those questions. Yeah, George, did you so. want to throw your thing in? This is kind of a maudlin thing, but I, I think it's important. Um, yeah, so totally off topic, but just it just came up recently and well, very freshly today, and um, it's just something to be aware of. So um, I had a client who I'd worked with many years ago, and who was connected to me through another client. So there was a, definitely a personal connection, and in the dealings with this client, things went south badly. Uh, there was communication problems. There was. Unfortunately, some rather biting emails from the client, you know, um, getting into the realm of like un- insulting. And it was very disconcerting. Like, and I realized when I get emails and I get into the situation, I, I can be pretty sensitive. Um, you know, one of the emails, I wouldn't even read it. I, I, I told my girlfriend, hey, will you read this? I, I can't read it. So, so it was very difficult. Well, in dealing with the person after a week or so, I started thinking, maybe there's something wrong. Like, it's not me necessarily. It's not the situation, but maybe there's something wrong physically or mentally with the person. Well, it turned out there was. And sorry, it's, it choked me up a little bit, but the person has Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. Oh, shit. Oh, and Jesus. I have a feeling oh, that was the case. Yeah. But I didn't know for sure. Like I saw the all the little symptoms started to add up. I was like, irrational behavior, forgetful. Um, I even saw his handwriting because he hand wrote me a check, and I was like, whoa. And I, I it was really difficult. And um, and just because of the personal connection I have with the this gentleman and his friend, um, his friend received a call from my client's wife and said. I, I, you didn't know, did you? And she mentioned that to him that, yeah, he has, he has Alzheimer's. It's settling in, it's setting in. And also he has Parkinson's. And when, when my client friend referred this, told me, and I was, it, I, I said, oh my gosh, I had a really strong feeling. But at the time my reaction was very bad. You know, I was very defensive. I was very angry that he would treat me this way almost like how dare you do you know who i am i was just like i couldn't believe it and 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 looking back at all the evidence the way the communication fell apart there was some confusion on his part and some forgetful i was like i think there's something wrong here and it turned out that it was so i guess the moral of the story is if you're dealing with somebody that you don't get to really interact with personally face to face and there's irrational things happening and you can't understand why things are breaking down, you may not know that they're suffering from Alzheimer's or it could be something else, but you don't know. And just try your best to be open and compassionate because they're having a bad day, they're having a bad year and you have no idea how much worse it's going to get. And (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's just, I, I, it triggered me so hard and I have to back up and realize all of that was not my fault. I know I was beating up myself and I was frustrated, but in the end, it's just somebody who's suffering and I didn't know. And so just a little message to everyone out there to be compassionate and patient 
and some, something goes wrong, just step away and, uh, and hope that that person's going to get the help they need or is it, they're going to be okay. But I, I'm working with a lot of clients right now and I'll check in with my assistant every week going, what's going on with that project? What's going on with that project? You know, we haven't heard from her in two months. Is she okay? I don't know. Like, is she sick? Does she have COVID? Like it's, is, is she, is something else going on? You know, I'm, you know, when we're all working with a lot of clients ongoingly, we don't know what's going on with everybody. So I don't know, just be compassionate. And uh, if anybody knows anybody or a family member with Alzheimer's, man, I feel for you because it's incredibly challenging. Mm. Yes, it is. Uh, we went through it recently with my mother-in-law, so yes, I know exactly what it's like. I don't yeah. know if you have it over there, but we have a thing over here called Are You Okay Day? And it's where hmm. you sort of, so, you know, it's the day you sort of say to your mate, hey, you know, just checking in, are you okay? Or whatever. It only started a yeah. couple of years yeah. ago and it's, it's really only just starting to gain some momentum, but it's a really, really good idea. And it's, yeah. and it's a really it's good a habit idea. to get into as well. And the other thing that I, 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 so, I am, yeah. No, go. You go. No, I'm real. I'm really bad. And I think this is social media as much as anything. But unless I see constant communication with people on social media and everything else, some people fade into the distance very quickly. Yeah. Because if they're not engaging on social or something, then I just stop talking to them. And there's a lot of people I realize, like, I haven't talked to him in a year. I have no idea if he's okay. And he's someone that I consider a friend, you know, so this is a really good reminder. Indeed. And the other thing that I took out of that just quickly, and the, and the other thing that I've become aware of very much so through COVID is sort of email is a really, it's a really difficult thing to get right because you can, you can say something, you can, you can write something in a way on an email that is meant as completely harmless and, and, you know, just written in, in one sort of way. But the other person, the reader at the other end can completely misconstrue that and yep. take it as something that's sarcasm. completely offensive or something. So yes, it's be, you really, gotta be really careful with yeah. sarcasm in uh, written form. Very careful because, yeah. I, I'm just, I'm just the sort of person that will still pick up the phone if it's something like that. If I'm finding it difficult to write an email and I'm being conscious of how's the other person going to construe this, I'll just pick up the phone in the end. I'll just call them and go, Hey, you know, and cause when you say it, it's, and they can hear it, it's completely different. They can get the tone of your voice and, all the rest of it. You. But on a piece yeah. of paper, it's really hard to get that across sometimes. I need to do that more. touchy stuff. Yeah. I, I, I tend to be very non-confrontational. I like to form my words carefully in sentences and, and write things carefully. And I'm, 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 I get nervous about the live confrontation of a conversation, maybe with somebody I'm having a difficult time with. It's hard for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but man, this was a situation where maybe if I called him back, you know, a week or two ago and we had a discussion about what was going on, I would have had a pretty strong idea that, Hey, there's something else going on here. And I could have probably properly dealt with yeah. it. So that's a good reminder. It is indeed. Well, on that note. There's our public service for the year. Yeah. Give someone a call and say, are you okay? Are you okay? Well, that was fun. Is it over? The Pro Audio Suite. With thanks to Triber. Recorded using Source Connect. Edited by Andrew Peters. And mixed by Voodoo Radio Imaging. With tech support from George the Tech Whittem. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and join in the conversation on our Facebook group. To leave a comment, suggest a topic, or just say good day, drop us a note at our website. ProAudioSuite.com.